and welcome to episode 15 of the MTG Complex Cast. My name is Steven and I'm joined here by my co-host John. Hello. And Chris. Hello. And we have a special guest, Mike. Hi. In today's episode, today's episode, we'll be talking about the Team GP that these three guys attended and the SEG Open results. Uh, Before we get into our show, Mike, how about you tell us a little bit about your Magic history? Okay, um, I started playing around spring of 1994. I saw an ad in Dragon Magazine for what was at that time Antiquities. And about three months or four months later, Revised came out. I didn't know any of this at the time. I was walking through my local strip mall food court area and I saw a bunch of guys playing a card game. And so I went into the comic book store that was attached to that and I asked about the game. And I met a guy named Carrie and he was kind of a real ambassador for the game, kind of really was pushing the game for the store. And he taught me how to play. I spent a lot of drunken nights at his house playing like eight player games. <laughs> awesome. was, yeah, it was the Wild West back then, and there was no, uh, there were no um, formats. It was just cards were cards, and you played everything. And I started playing pretty much every night at this guy's house. I actually moved into his apartment complex so I could play more Magic. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got into the tournament scene. And tried to qualify for the first Jeep or the first Pro Tour, and then I played for years and quit. Came back, and I'm 46 years old now, and I'm still playing cards. That's sweet. Well, I'm excited to hear uh, about your guys' results. But uh, let's kick things off with our weekly roundup, where we talk about what decks we piloted and what decks we played against. And I guess we can stretch this back until before we went on break or after we went on break till last week. So. Mike, let's start with you. Uh, Before you guys went on break, I was playing a blue-white kind of, just a standard blue-white modern deck uh, at F&M. You've had a lot of blue-white in your life the last month or so. Yeah, I've been kind of into it. I I enjoy blue-white. They are by far my favorite colors. Um, I play a lot of really weird, as these guys will tell you, a lot of weird, really weird brews. Uh, I enjoy strange things. Uh, The mono-white enchantments deck is thing that I'm kind of known for. Um, I enjoy those kind of decks. And I really like blue and white generally as colors. I don't play red hardly at all. I'm not a real fan of red decks, I'll be honest. That's probably to my detriment. Uh, Why you know Lightning Bolt? <laughs> I, like, I like Bolt, that's about it. Bolt and um, Cathartic Reunion are my two favorite red cards. That's the worst. <laughs> not actually <laughs> red cards. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Um, yeah. So that's what I played. I, I don't think I did too well. I might have I might have gone two and two. I, I generally don't do too well at FNMs. I do okay. That's because I you're generally like, don't do too well at Magic, actually. Well, you're on like how many hours of sleep off of like a like a full day's work coming into FNM? Um, six. Yeah. I I usually have been up for eighteen hours by the time I get there. Oof. So. Yeah, yeah, it, it's. You look pretty tired most. Of the time. I am, I am yeah, very yeah. tired on Fridays. I come home every day and take a nap, so for me not to get my nap is is a thing. Um, so you know, I work, I get up early. Yeah, my job requires it. You do, so. you do pretty well for how little how little sleep you have going into the uh, the event usually. Yeah, and for me, it's not really about that. It's about hanging out and seeing my friends and uh, going out and eating afterwards and and just enjoying it you know and i really do i still do and you know i think it's a game that you can i plan on continuing to play into my as long as i possibly can flip cardboard i'm going to do it (laughs) and uh and what else did you play besides uh, that spicy blue white deck you were playing Uh, at the gp um and i don't i well i'm not gonna we're not gonna get into what we played in the team event i don't think right now but uh what I played in, si- in a side in a couple of side events, I played uh, my blue white or my blue black dredge mill deck, which is a <laughs> thing that I have kind of been working on a long time. It's uh, always it's, a crowd pleaser. Yeah, you guys have accidentally mentioned it before on the cast. It's um, <laughs> it's it's the good uh, return from 
graveyard creatures combined with a mill deck and a 15 card transitional sideboard. So first game you you glimpse the unthinkable yourself and uh, crab yourself to get out creatures and then second game you take all the creatures out when they put in all the graveyard hate and you just become a mill deck. Kind of, <laughs> kind of a turbo mill deck. Uh, fraying sanities, uh, archive traps, that sort of thing. Yeah, to watch you like blow up that uh coco player on sunday yeah <laughs> he had like he no was, idea what the heck was going on he didn't oh expect God. that at all uh frank no Sandy's one's a, expecting it frank sandy's amazing card for mill um it you know doubles the amount of cards that go to the graveyard whether they're discarded or played or whatever it ticks a counter on the frank sanity not to mention just fetch lands right right yeah yeah just with things uh, dying or whatever so between that card, the newer additions to the mill are that card and um, the ruins. That is basically, um, uh, I want to say wasteland, but it's not. It's, it's it like feel the ruins. Feel the ruins. Yeah. So it forces a search. Unlike most of those cards that destroy lands, it actually forces a search in the graveyard or in the library. So players force themselves in the archive trap. So oh, you, because even if. Because it's not a may ability. Yeah, they they still have to pick up the deck and shuffle because it's not a may. Oh my god! Yeah, so good. Yeah, so four of those in mill is kind of a thing, and you draw one or two archive traps in your opener, and then you know you get one of those. Maybe get turn two. It takes two to activate. You play it on turn three, and you archive for twenty six. Maybe you've dropped Frank Sanity before, and you get them for. You know, a lot more. That is insane. Just fifty two. I mean, you know. just yeah. No, no big deal. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's kind of a. It, it can force it. It sped up that deck considerably. You can mill them out turn four or five pretty, not consistently, but consistent enough. That's sweet. So, uh, what about what about you, Chris? What'd you play? So before the break, I think I played a one week of mono green devotion. Um, this was largely due to the fact that I had forgotten to bring the deck I was meaning to play. Is it still that that uh, stitch the fate stitcher deck? No, no, no. Uh, I was gonna play humans to try and practice for the the GP, but I forgot the deck box at home. <laughs> so I just looked in my bag. I was like, "Well, what do I got in here?" I was like, "I guess, I guess we're playing Mono Green Devotion today." How'd that uh, go for you, buddy? The deck's like sweet, uh, but sometimes you just you know don't don't draw relevant cards and don't you just play a dude and then they do something else and you play another dude and they win. Yeah, you know you play like some guys and you don't have any like ramp and then your guys aren't actually that good. So what you take that back? Hornet Queen MVP. No, no, no. I'm talking about <laughs> you play like a couple stringer guys and then they storm you and you're just like, oh yeah, I mean, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um. So then at the uh, the GP I played on Friday I played some side events playing humans and I didn't lose any matches on Friday playing the deck and then on s Sunday I played some some good old amulet this is when I uh, played against John over in the first round of the so there's like 120 people in this side event and yeah. I get paired against John on round one lol naturally right lol so John's you... borrowing one of my decks too, so it's like I'm just playing myself. <laughs> paid thirty five dollars to play against myself. So, so you paid thirty five dollars to uh, draw and then move on to round two. I'm yeah, like... so so John's just like, oh, let's just ID and then go two O. It'll be like great. It'll be as if we drew in the last round instead. Oh my god. And just like, you know what? Whatever, man. <laughs> Who cares? Like, my deck's hot fire, right? It'll be fine. Uh, next round I play against... I don't even know what. Okay, I didn't know what until game two. Because I saw, like, uh, he opens on tap Steam Vents Pass, and I'm like, okay, well... <laughs> this is either, like, a Just Sky, or I... some sort of Blue Moon deck, or Storm, or something. I don't know. So, I, like, have the opportunity to transmute on turn two, but I have no idea what I want to transmute for. So, I'm just Solid. like... Uh, guess I'll get a blue packed question mark, and then he like doesn't do anything. He just like plays lands and go says go. So I play my turn on turn four, 
He's like, cryptic command. I'm like, uh, packed. Kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Next game, all I saw was cryptic command, so I'm still like, I don't know, like, is he the breach deck? Is he twinless twin? Is he storm? Oh, well, obviously not storm, but... <clears throat> I, uh... Opening hand is like blue pack and swan song and like Azus and lands and stuff. I'm like, yeah, seems fine. So I go turn one amulet, turn two, second amulet, turn three, you know, Azus, you know, play a bounce land. He's like, mm, in response to your trip trigger, bolt your Azus. I'm like, okay, that's fine. I still get six mana anyway. So I, I go to like make my six mana. So I, I was super confused. I wasn't sure if I was getting like rules lawyered or or he was just genuinely confused because he so I I tapped I wanted to Oh this guy. I, okay, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So my land I, I haven't like, played I haven't played Teloria West, Colony Garden, Crumbling Vestige, right? All modern staple lands. <laughs> and so I play my, my bounce land. And it untaps, I make two mana. I make four mana because I have two amulets, right? And I play my Azusa, so I'm floating one. And then I play the bounce in again, and he bolts in in response to the untapped triggers. Sure, fine. So I want to untap it, tap it for two mana, untap it, tap my Vestige, and return my Vestige to my hand. But he's like, you can't do that. I was like, can't do what? You, like, the, the Vestige, you can't pick a Vestige. I'm like, why not? You picked up, like, you used that to play, like, something on turn one. It's like, how is that relevant to what's <laughs> going on here? Like, oh, but he just kept saying things that I didn't understand. Like, oh, but but you've already used it to play, like, a Sakura Tribe Scout or something. It's like, why does that mean I can't pick up the land? I, I don't understand the confusion. I just told him straight up, like, I don't understand why you're confused. <laughs> what? And so he's just heck? like. Just like like frantically look around and just like uh, calls judge over right okay sure judge comes over so uh, he we explain things to judge right and judge is like yeah so he has four mana in his pool like he doesn't understand what their confusion is either <laughs> so I'm just like come on man like what are we doing here like what's going on. I'm sitting and, next to them doing this, and I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and so apparently, apparently, he, he comes up with, he wasn't sure if, like, he wasn't sure that I tapped the vestige before putting it into my hand, so did I miss being able to float the mana? And I was like, uh, even if I did that, I'm pretty sure I verbally said I'm going to float a mana and then return this, like, isn't that just, like, a normal shortcut or whatever? Like, is that a big deal? He's like, oh, but, 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 like, he's just kind of going on about it. And I was like, look, man, if it means that much to you, I can just lose that mana and tap my colony garden because I'm pretty sure it's not relevant. <laughs> Did you really say that? Yeah. Oh, beautiful. And he's like, oh, okay, okay. Judge, you know, Judge is like, I'm pretty sure there's just four mana in his pool. He's dab, he, you know, returned the vestige, like. Judge is like, please identify which colors of mana. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, there's a two green, a blue, and a colorless. He's like, yep, that seems, like, reasonable to me. He just, like, leaves. <laughs> Solid. So the guy's like, oh, rah, 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 okay. I'm like, all right, cast my green pack. He's like, yep, resolves. I'm like, get my titan. Cast my titan. He's like, yep, resolves. I'm like, get my lands. Like, uh, you know, get my, uh, my Slayer Boros. Stronghold and my Boros Garrison. Untap twice. He's like, uh, sure. I'm like, uh, activate twice. I'm gonna uh, so every time, I'm like, I'm going to return a land now. Yeah, I'm returning this land. <laughs> go to, just go like to, blatantly obvious, like yeah, spell it like, out for him. Go to combat. He's like, uh huh. And he's like, oh, actually, I'm gonna like fetch. Like, sure. He's like, uh, Pestermite. I'm gonna tap it. I'm gonna tap your titan. Like, packed. <laughs> out of here. Get him out of here. <laughs> he's like, oh, uh huh. I'm like, uh, attack you. Trigger and he's like, I'll take ten. He's like, wait, wait, wait. My land's coming to play before damage, sir. Oh my god. It's like, Did we have really not, we have not to gone that? to damage. <clears throat> my lands are coming into play. He's like, okay, okay. I'm like, uh, Vesuva, Sun Home. Uh, tap, makes a mana. Untap. Tap, activate. I'm gonna bounce a land now. I'm gonna pick up my Sun Home. <laughs> Let's go to damage. He's like, oh, it has double strike, right? Yep. And he, like, scoops up his card and, it's, like, fills the slip and leaves. <laughs> like, what the? Like, what, you, like, what just happened? He just tried to. He just tried to get you. He tried to. He tried to. 
he tried to get the it, get the amulet player. It, it looked like I don't know. I mean, maybe he was, but it looked a lot less like he was trying to get Chris and more like he was just like struggling to comprehend what was even going on. Yeah, so like <laughs> I wasn't sure if I was getting like, you know, angle shot or he just was just so confused and didn't know what my cards did that he was just like floundering. Like, like I have no idea. Brain was melting but, but into like, a But like in game mush. 1, I think every time or Yeah, so up until this point, every time I played a bounce land, he like before I I I, I play my bounce land, I say triggers like untap trigger, and he just immediately says pick up a land, or like bounce a land or whatever. Like, yo yo yo, these are my triggers. I'll stack them how I choose. I'm gonna untap it before I return the land. So I'm tapping my mana. I'm gonna pick it up. I like replay it or whatever. And he's like bounce a land. Like, so he obviously knows that these these lands bounce other lands. It takes a lot for Chris to get frustrated with another person when he's playing magic a lot and then, so so like after the match opponent has the the balls to sit there and complain like yeah like i main deck three blood moons but i can't believe i didn't see any game one like i don't know man maybe if you were just better <laughs> uh that's funny yeah but when he like goes to bolt my azusa i'm like i have a swan song and a pack navigation so i'm like do i counter this i'm looking down i'm like I still get six mana anyway. Like, eh, that's fine. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Three mana explore. Good enough. <laughs> Good enough. Uh, uh, so, John, what about you? Um, so, over the break, I played a lot, but probably not as much as I should have of Grixis Dollar. My goal was like, yeah, I'm gonna do a league like at least every other day. That's like perfectly reasonable. Like, uh, Lewis CPR does like two leagues every day. <laughs> Guys, I got a job and a kid. Um, in reality, you did. Yeah. No, I did maybe one a week, maybe two a week on a good week. <laughs> it was just, it's just so hard, like, during the holidays. With all the yeah. Time. I was, like, not even home for, like, the better part of a week and a half. Like, yeah, yeah at least, at least. Uh, I just was not physically home. And I'm like, I tried to play, like, on a cellular connection with my laptop at, like, a relative's house, like, late at night. And I was like, this is fucking awful. So I just watched uh, some VODs instead. And it was, like, way more helpful <laughs> watching <laughs> someone else play, like, than trying to play. Oh, it was, yeah, it was bad. Um, so I, I did a lot of that. Um, and then on Friday at the event, I didn't play. Like, I was gone from FNM for, like, a couple weeks because all this crap was going on. So I didn't, I didn't get to play FNM at all. And then... Um, on Friday at the event, I played the modern event. I was like, "Treat yourself." Like, <laughs> I'll uh, I'll play one one thing of modern, you know, before I like double down on like practicing legacy before mm-hmm. Saturday. I played Rug Delver and I played <laughs> Abzan decks three times in a row and just got shit stopped. Oh no! <laughs> it was so awful. It was like it was like Abzan Coco, uh, little kid wilted Abzan, and then it was like. Uh, what was Oscar on, Chris? Just regular Abzan again, right? It's like regular-ish Abzan, but he doesn't own all the cards yet. <laughs> oh, thanks. thanks. <laughs> He's like missing a Tarmogoyf. He's missing Liliana's. Wow. He's like two Liliana's of the Veil in this deck. He had a lot of lingering souls, I assure you of that. <laughs> yeah. So, and like that deck's supposed to be decent against souls because it has Hootie Hootie, you know, just trample over him, whatever. Hootie Patootie. Yeah, but uh, it didn't actually work out like that. I don't know. I just got like ruffle stomped. It felt pretty bad. Um, and then I played uh, a legacy side event, and I went two o one and split against another like uh, MTGO Delver grinder. <laughs> I was like, I got paired. I was like, I know this guy. This guy's from like the Facebook chat. We're all in. And I was like, oh hey, I don't know if you know me, but I'm this guy. He's like, oh hey. He was like, want to draw? He's like, sure. <laughs> We play, and it's the mirror. I was like, ugh. <laughs> um, and then um, on Sunday, I uh, we did the modern double up event on, sun- on Sunday, and I, I borrowed Chris's Eldrazi Stompy deck. <laughs> we, like, play round one. I, like, so, like, literally, he, like, he, like, hands me the deck, and I'm, like, give me some side for advice, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I, like, pull up two articles by the guy, like, um... The guy from um, MTG or Modern Nexus that like has been like champion the the deck. Um, yeah, he's been writing about it a lot. Yeah, I forget his name off the top of my head. It's not Trevor Humphreys; it's their other guy, uh, Jordan Basievert, I think is his name. And um, I like read his sideboarding guide, and then I read his mulliganing guide, and was like, okay, cool. Write down the sideboard notes on like a little scrap of paper and throw it in the deck box. 
we'll be fine get mashed against Chris round one I'm like ah, ah. <laughs> surprise uh, amulet was not included in the sideboard guide yeah I was like oh Chris uh, how would you sideboard against amulet <laughs> 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 he's like poker face <laughs> I'm like huh? uh, I'm like so I was like I was like I don't know I've, never, I've literally never shuffled this deck up and like drawn something off of it before I'm like okay whatever turn one thought not you <laughs> Yeah, uh, they'll do it. Yeah, I was like, was that on the play or the draw? I forget. You're on the draw. You're on the draw. Caverns. Gemstone caverns. It was like caverns, temple, spirit guide, right? Yeah. Yeah. Lose um, anyway. Yeah, lost anyways. I was like, didn't like I like had a smasher as the follow up or some garbage too. I was like, I had no idea how the hell I lost that game. I uh, just like like lost here's, the amulet here's how challenge. You lost. I got to activate the crow tribe scout twice, so you yeah. lost the game. Yeah, it turns out yeah, soul, soul lands are are bad against. Uh, whatever the hell you'd call what Chris is doing. <laughs> um, and then the next... better soul lands. Yeah. So the next <laughs> round... <laughs> the next round, I sit down. This guy's wearing, like, a face-to-face games sweatshirt. And I was like, ah, I don't really know this guy, but, like, maybe he's, like, a good player. I don't know. Um, Chris and uh, Mr. Angle Shooter are, like, next door. <laughs> and um, I chalice him on one turn one and he just runs like a bunch of freaking one drops into my chalice he had like he had like three or four bobbles that game i saw like three or four bobbles pyrite spell bomb inquisition of kozaluk um and i like i think that was it was like spell bomb bobbles um one mana discard um ancient stirrings and then i saw um the blue green fast land and the black green fast land i'm like what the fuck is this guy playing and i didn't realize i, I should have realized it later thinking back i should realize he's yeah, the guy's on spell bomb should have been a... the guy's on amulet but i was just like what the fuck is no this he's on guy? lantern oh i'm sorry what did lantern. i say what did i say, what did I say? i'm sorry yeah lantern sorry sorry yeah lantern uh they say amulet i don't know no yeah he's on lantern um and obviously that deck like has a really hard time gets chalice on one turn one um and so we play like a longer game this time and um i like i think i thought on him like really fast and have a chalice the game but I, like a, i think a turn one or a turn two thought not and i take in staring bridge out of his hand because um and i see he has like a maelstrom pulse in his hand and so that game i proceed to be the lantern player i control the draw steps because I drew all four of my ghost quarters. Jeez. <laughs> and I'm like, hmm, mana source for, you know, your uh, your Maelstrom Pulse. You can kill my only threat. Or like another staring bridge, like, mm, let me blow up your land. You gonna you gonna shuffle that away? You know, oh man. You, you wanna get you wanna get vindicated or you want you want that card on top of your deck? And like he didn't control what I like what, what I drew was like basically irrelevant in that game. because um, I never I don't think I ever found a chalice. Um, so like everything else I drew was just like random garbage. It was like all about this thought not seer that was in play. Plus I think I had a, I had a blink moth nexus. So I'm just like fiving him every turn and like keeping him off lands for his master pulse. And he just died. Dead. <laughs> he died of like an Academy ruins and a Island in play or something. Beat. <laughs> Beat. Yeah. So that was that. That was my, uh, my set of events. Oh, then I did, uh, no, I didn't do any other legacy events. Sorry. That was, that was that. So cool uh, how about uh you steven what was uh was your uh decks while we were away on break so during the break i uh <laughs> i played teamer and got crushed by grixis and jund back to back and it made me not want to play the deck ever again <laughs> ever again <laughs> wow you're like it, really hot and cold on decks it is so much fun don't get me wrong that deck is so much fun to play when you're crushing people but it's just like, but like Jun just says like whatever and like kills every single threat, and then Grixis just says whatever. My creature's bigger than yours, and you have no way to remove it. You just vapor snag. Yeah, you can like bounce it, and then they're just like, uh, okay, I'll take four, go to one, play my, play two of them in a row, and you're just like, yep, okay, that's that'll do they it. Just, they just died to Delver. Oh yeah, totally. Just just Delver it. Delver, a fatal push or anything. Lightning bolt, easy. Stupid. Anyways, uh, and then I played Affinity. Shocker. And, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, it was great. It was fantastic. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. Uh, and then on the casual side, semi-casual side, I played Animar and Miri this this past break and uh, online. And uh, man, I just love Animar. Animar is such a great, such a great creature. That pro black, pro white. Mm. I'll forgive you for playing EDH because it's a rug colored commander. Thank you. I appreciate that. Because okay, so I go up against like three different uh, Markov decks, Edgar Markov decks, and I just laugh because none of them run Lightning Bolt, so they can't kill my Animar super early, and I just block everything and then kill them. Uh, Seems good. And then I played against the same Leovolt deck twice, and the first game I won to uh, Bounding Crisis and Kiki Jiki. With Banding Crisis is, is like the come into play when it enters the battlefield, untap a target creature you control. Tap or untap a creature. But it's a 3-3, three, three. ah! Um, and then game two, I got like so mana screwed and I couldn't cast, I had like got stuck on two mana. I get to three mana and then like I do something irrelevant to try to get a counter spell to his hand. He counters it. Uh, and then like I pass the turn I play Pester my, on his end step, and he has, like, one mana open. But he has Leovold in play, so I'm not going to, like, make him draw the answer, right? So I just untap my land. I have, like, this spell in my hand, so I'm just hoping he lets me untap my land and then, like, tries to kill it, and I dispel it. Like, gotcha. Get good. Uh, and then I top deck the... I top deck the, the non-basic land that I need to cast Splinter Twin, and uh, I Pester Mited Splinter Twin... Or Splinter Twin to Pestermite and won the game. So, I don't know. I thought that was pretty funny. And then Seems... it, with with Mira, I played against, like, three other competitive players. And they ignored me the whole game. And I just ramped and killed them. <laughs> Terrific. That's what happens when, like, a Tier 5 plays Tier 1 decks. They just, like, ignore you until you, like, vaguely become relevant. But I just, I, like, went super aggro. Anyways, let's move on to our topic of the week and talk about your guys' Team GP. Yeah, so uh, we played the team event, the team GP over the weekend. That is something that happened, to the surprise of no one here. So we had John on Legacy playing Grixis Delver. Uh, I played Modern with Humans, and we had Mike here playing Standard with the uh, Blue White Cycling deck. Hmm. So do you want to talk about how uh, the weekend went for you, Mike? Uh, sure, I guess I'll start. A standard's fun, and that's a lie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I mean, it wasn't so bad. Uh, we talked a lot. We messed around with a lot of decks before we landed, or I landed on that. That's Drake Haven. Yeah, the, base, the, the deck is based on Drake Haven. We tried a lot of different things. Uh, we tried a deck by um, uh, a local guy who is done quite a few pro tours named Ivan Jen who's kind of internet famous for, or kind of well known for Chess Guy Sensei uh, a number of years ago at Oakland and Standard, uh, standard. standard Chess Guy Sensei uh, John or, uh, J- uh, Ivan is an excellent player I am and, too uh, <laughs> well yeah um, <laughs> that's questionable uh, I like the Freudian slip though thank you <laughs> so uh, yeah so Ivan Ivan gave me his deck list, and I tried it for a couple of weeks, and it was far too complex for me to play. And I am not Ivan Jen. So I ended up kind of watching a lot of videos and decided I wanted to settle on this deck, uh, this cycling Drakehaven deck. I thought it was neat. And it had a supposedly pretty good matchup against Jeskai, or not Jeskai, Teamer, uh, Energy. And uh, I didn't hit a lot of that, unfortunately. Yeah, it is surprising. Yeah. I hit a lot of other stuff. You look at like the top tables for the event and every single standard player is on team or energy or maybe like one in four, one in five people's on like four color energy. <clears throat> Wasn't exactly our experience. <clears throat> Not at all. I hit a lot of non teamer decks. And I had a good time. Uh it's I I don't my record wasn't horrible i don't exactly remember what it was it might have been what did i get three wins or yeah yeah 
Um, it is a slow deck. There's a lot of decisions and a lot of cycling that happens, and you get to see a lot of cards. And sometimes with the games I won, I, I won pretty solidly. The rest of it was a nightmare. <laughs> Your job is to like <laughs> win game one and then just like put the brakes on. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a dirtle deck. You win game one and, and draw game two to get the match win. That's kind of the the plan. Um, An exciting so you strategy. Had, you've had some pretty long days. Pretty long. Uh, you had a pretty long day then, huh? Uh, yeah. I had a, a long and tiring day. I slept like a rock that night. I was out. Um, Lucky you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, well, I wasn't sharing a bed with Chris. Either, so. <laughs> it's not Chris's fault. Oh. <laughs> sure. Someone else in that house was storming like, oh, we wouldn't believe. Like we couldn't the walls would shake. We couldn't tell which direction they were snoring in because it just sounded like it was coming from everywhere. It's <laughs> omnidirectional snoring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was uh, fun. The deck's fun, and I, I I like the deck, and I would actually consider playing standard again because most of the deck isn't going away. That's not, that's not the takeaway I think a lot of standard players had from that event. <laughs> and I would play standard again. <laughs> Said, <Yeah>. no <laughs> Said no one. Said no one. It uh, it was fun. I I mean, it, uh, it, my experience was I knew my experience would be different than a normal tournament, and it definitely was. Your deck was and, sweet. Yeah, it was it was cool, and I got some. Uh, we had we had an opportunity in round two to play some uh, very strong players, which I'm sure Chris and John are gonna get to that part of the story. I'll let them handle that. Uh, but yeah, um, the reverse buy. <laughs> yeah, the reverse buy that we had in round two, but um, the individual that I was playing, uh, who's a <laughs> hall of famer, let's just put it that way, he said after we after he crushed me uh, I really wanted to play that deck but it's just not good enough <laughs> it's like he was like very honest and heartfelt about it but god that sounds so BM <laughs> like it wasn't like that I don't think that was his intention but man <laughs> he really liked the deck and he really thought the deck was awesome I love that deck man that deck is so cool it's just not good enough <laughs> and you know and Props to you for playing it. I'm like, well, okay. Ugly oh, cry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, just crushed me in two games, and you know, um, just not good enough. Yeah. And yeah, so it's I like sat next. Kevin I sat, sat down across from him, and he said, "Hi, my name's Ben." And I said, "Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I know who you are." Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. I didn't even know who we were playing because you guys didn't tell me. I just you might like as well walk- drop the story now. Uh, yeah, so so I was the one checking the the pairings online or whatever. So I, I just see the first last name and it took up the whole space was uh, like <laughs> Vito Domitorosa. <laughs> I'm like, what are the odds there's a Domitor like a Vito Domitorosa that isn't Paulo? <laughs> Zero. So like we walk over there, it's like, nah, it's actually just Paulo. <laughs> And I, I don't even like look up until I'm like pulling my chair out, and then my my butthole like clenches into like a freaking black hole. Yeah, like, we all huh. kind of looked at each other. I, like, oh, like Paulo literally wrote a series of articles about playing Legacy at the Grand Prix, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I get to play that guy. Cool. Oh no. Uh, yeah. Was it fun? Yeah, it was sweet. And Chris, For me. who did you and who did you play, Chris? So I had to play uh, Eric Frolic. Hey, do these my two on like less fun? These two on the fucking BM train. Neither of them recognized Eric Frolic. Yeah, <laughs> <I had no laughs> who's this who guy? Was. Chopped liver. <laughs> oh my god! I was like, who's the big guy? In my defense, uh, I didn't recognize Ben Stark either. Uh, <laughs> I recognize Ben. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I sit down and I, I look at him and I say, oh, he goes, yeah, my name's Ben. And I said, yeah, I know. And he goes, yeah, I get that once in a while now. I'm still not used to it. Like, well, yeah. He was very, very serious game one, uh, slightly serious game two. And by the end of game two, about halfway, five minutes, five seconds into game two, he knew he was winning. And he, uh, he started being really friendly. And we had a really nice conversation and it was really pleasant and it was one of the best uh, enjoyable matches the entire weekend 
He was just he was really nice and he was he was friendly. We both made mistakes, um, and I asked him afterwards like how my play was, you know, because I was curious because I'm relatively lousy usually. And he said I only saw the one mistake and I made a mistake right after that because I was tilted because of your mistake. So <laughs> excellent. <laughs> so I'm like okay, uh, cool. Right. He's like, no, your play was really solid. You did everything right. I'm like, That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it, it felt it felt good because He's like you should have played this fumigate sooner. <laughs> uh, no, that was that was later in the weekend. And that was Chris that said that. But uh, yeah, I had a good time, and that was really fun. Um, the best match of my personal best, most enjoyable match was beating up on the uh, God Ferris gift guy. Oh god, that poor oh, guy. That, that poor, guy. poor yeah. kid. Yeah. Like, <laughs> can I? He's scoop? playing gift. He's an EDH player normally. He <laughs> doesn't play standard. His buddies made him play this deck, and he's sick. He's sick. <laughs> so he doesn't want to be there. Like, he oh my god, no, he does not want to be there. Uh, and first game, he played three God Pharaoh's gifts, to which I responded with three castouts. But. <laughs> Um, he goes when he when he would move to his at the end of his main phase when he would move to the attack and start get ready to bring something back. I cast out God Pharaoh's gift, and he was uh, he's nothing he could do. And so he goes to scoop at the beginning of at the like after after the third one he goes to scoop, and his teammates are like, "What are you doing? Why are you scooping again? What's going on? What are you, what's going on over there? Why are you scooping?" He's like, "I've lost." It's over. I cannot win this. And and he's at like five life or something. I've got Drake's on board. I mean, you know, it was over. And so they give him a ration of crap about scooping. Second game, I poured in like four removal for the Godfarer's gift. And so it wasn't even close. Second game, I'm all over him. And he goes to scoop in second game and they just jumped down his throat. Well, what do the guys say? <laughs> what was it, Chris? He's like, <laughs> just just play to your ass. Play to your ass. No, that was a different guy. Oh, it was a different <laughs> guy. Okay. Oh, well, yeah. So I felt sorry for this uh, kid. And I was the first one done, which yeah. that was amazing. That was the first time I was the first <laughs> one done all weekend. Like, I beat this guy up. And I felt bad, but at the same time, I felt I felt really good <laughs> I'm a horrible person. <laughs> He's, I'm like over on the far side of the table, away from this. I just hear the kids like <laughs> his like sorrowful cries. Like, can I scoop, guys? They're like, no. He's like, <laughs> I'm no. dead. Like, <laughs> and I felt sorry for for Chris being Ugh. in the middle seat because he had to watch both sides of you know John and I play. And by the end of the by the end of the weekend, when I started getting really sloppy, he's just like, "Cast the fumigates, just cast them. Why aren't you casting them?" <laughs> he was getting a little frustrated with me, but it was a good time. Uh, Chris, how do you how did you feel your weekend went? Well, <clears throat> so in the main event, I personally only went four and four, which was very disappointing uh, <clears throat> because. Prior to the GP, I had played like uh, many rounds of humans. My re- my human record was like sixteen wins, four maybe five losses or something. Like the win ratio was like really really good. And then I go play this GP and just go forward four and just feel pretty bad. Uh, additionally, we were trying we we're trying out uh, the one of Kessig Malcontents in the uh, main deck. The played spice. thirteen rounds with malcontents in my deck. Did not draw it one time. This is the second great. second in the board too that came in. Second one in the board didn't draw them ever. <laughs> What's so, this card do? It's, <laughs> it, it, it's basically like shaman of the pack for humans. Oh okay okay. It deals damage instead of losing life. It's like marginally different, I guess. Um. So. For the first, what, one, two, three, four, for the first five rounds, I only have two wins. And the only things, the only deck I was able to beat thus far was Storm. Easy. Wow. <laughs> round one, oh god, round one was, was great, though. And so, <laughs> I, I play a Meddling Mage, you know, 
and I named Grape Shot. The opponent's like, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's pretty good. But he doesn't scoop. I'm like, huh. Didn't scoop. So then next turn, I'm going to play a Phantasm Image copying my Meddling Mage. I'm like, hey, John, should I name Lightning Bolt or Empty the Warrens? I'm like, nah, just name Empty the Warrens. Like, they never have it. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, eh, okay. Meddling Mage, uh, Empty the Warrens. is like, yep, game two. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, game two, I have no Belly Mages, no Freebooters, no Thalias, and he just combos me off, and I'm sad. Um, then game three comes around. I go, like, turn two Booter, takes, like, his Grape Shot, because he has, like, Grape Shot gifts, Metamorphosis lands. Like, yep, take your Grape Shot. Next turn, like, uh, play another Booter, and, like, uh, take your gifts, I guess. Play a Graftigger's Cage, go. Oh my gosh. He like draws, plays Electromancer passes, some like draw uh meddling mage named Lightning Bolt, I guess. <laughs> he just like turns to his to his friends like I don't think I could win anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and his friend leans over like I don't know if he even glance at the the board right? He just like leans over and is like, eh, just yeah. play to your outs. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> Uh, Did he yeah. take out Empty the Warrens? And I don't know what his outs were, <laughs> if any. He still has Empty the Warrens, right? Yeah, but like casting an Empty the Warrens when his hand is currently like land metamorphos. He <laughs> can't use past in flames. Like an Empty the Warrens is not that good against the, the the creature decks anyway. Yeah. So how about you, Mister? Team MVP over here. Yeah. Dude, I was, I think, the unluckiest player on our team this weekend, quite honestly. I don't know. You guys didn't keep the, the stats written down, though, right? I don't know. I felt like I had a lot I had a lot of games where I had, like, nine mana sources and five creatures. <laughs> but I, have, I had stats. Stats. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I just, like, was, my, I don't know, you saw my hands. I had, I had just garbage hands the whole weekend like oh yeah <laughs> i'm just like i like lean over my head do i, do I mulligan this it's like <laughs> yeah my hand's like force of will force of will wasteland wasteland days something <laughs> like that like yuck Ugh. hands like that all weekend um i uh i mulliganed eight times in eight rounds and my opponents mulliganed two times in eight rounds uh, you actually tracked that? Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. I didn't. I would normally, if I had been in that seat, I would have tracked it. But I didn't care enough, I guess. Yeah, I track. I track uh, by player, by game, by round. Yeah. I didn't um, keep those stats. Example. Uh, I didn't track my mulligans, but uh, I tracked other stuff. I just wrote a little M at the top of the score pad per person, just like a little stack of M's. So you can oh, I'll do that on Friday night. Tilt yourself. But when, I won't when do you that for standard. It. Yeah. But uh. So yeah, I had uh, eight mulligans to opponents, collective two, and uh, I won the die roll three out of eight times. <laughs> Ugh. Um, so uh, yeah, the tournament went pretty well. I was pretty happy with how things went, honestly, up until the last round, which was our like for fun round, and uh, I punted a little bit. Um, I don't know, that, that round was weird. Like I like punted. Yeah, that I, that I, round was a doozy. My opponent had like a really we had like a strange judge call situation where. Like, my opponent left the table to ask a judge something, and then while, while he was gone, Chris and I and his teammate thought we figured out why he had left the table. But turns out that is not why he left the table. He had just... It was just something completely unrelated, and he didn't even realize that he had, like, done a GRV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so we, like, have, like, the judge call after this. I'm just, like, so incredibly, like, distracted and tilted at this point. I, like, I make probably a suboptimal play. I, I don't... I don't realize, which Chris pointed out to me later, I was supposed to, like, go from being the control to the aggressor at that point because I just have, like, an easy... I can clean him up real easy in a couple turns and he just can't race it. Um, and so I just kind of, like, uh, lost. <laughs> I took too much damage and lost because of it. Um, so that that was, like, the only win I didn't feel like was, like... Or the only... I only lost twice. And that that loss was, like, a very easily winnable game. My other loss, I got, I got crushed, so... <laughs> But I played uh, Chuck Pile round one, which is a, a pretty bad matchup. Um, it's a deck that's um, designed to, you know, kind of uh, beat up on Grixis Delver. It, the whole deck is just a pile of two for ones. 
Um, I mulligan once game one and twice game two, which is like even more insane that I beat him too well. Um, <clears throat> I don't think he respected days very well. Um, I was just like very happy to snap off days on Baleful Strix, and like that makes such a difference in the matchup. Being able to um, <clears throat> deprive him of the um, deprive him of the card advantage, and uh, just keeping a the death touching uh, creature off the table is huge for getting in. Um, it just lets you really leverage the board state a lot easier and kind of shape the pace of the game. Whereas when they get to kind of sit with a, a Belfall Strix in play, um, they really slow things down. And you just kind of stare at each other for a while, which is great for them. They kind of fill their hand back up and your, your soft permission gets worse. And um, so uh, I was telling the guy, you know, after I beat him game one, I think I, I killed him with uh if I like a true nemesis and I was like, yeah, you know, like true nemesis and like, you know, screwing off your land drops. It's like easiest way I win this matchup. Right. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And like game two, I just like stifle and wasteland the shit out of him into oh, <laughs> true name. And I was like, yeah, like, yeah, I told you, I warned you. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> so in round two, I played against, uh, Paulo, uh, he's pretty nice. He's actually a little shy. Um, I was really expecting that because I always see him in his videos and stuff. You know, I never met him in person. He was really nice. Um, you know, we were we were both pretty quiet and reserved. Like, we were really focused on the game, um, and we didn't really have like any small talk at all until at the end we had a tiny bit. But like during the game, it was like all business. Um, we were just like really focused. Um, and um, uh, I won game one, I believe. I lost game one, won game two. <clears throat> yeah. And. Um, he was on the bug true name deck <clears throat> where it's just like noble hierarch Duffy shaman uh and then you just play like a bunch of haymakers true name emesis leopold jace the mind sculptor and um so game two uh we ended up in a, a parody situation um and um i have i rope a pyroblast and i have a volcanic island and underground sea i think i drew the pyroblast of like a ponder or something so i might my, my uc's tapped and um past the turn i'm like okay like most of the stuff i'm really scared about at this point like just dies to pyroblast jace leovold true name all die i don't really care about anything else <clears throat> and um so I'm, I'm feeling pretty good and uh then he like draws the turn thinks for a sec lays down a wasteland and like kind of thinks for a minute and i'm like trying to like poker face you know like look over at chris's game or whatever i'm like fuck just like hopefully he doesn't think of pyroblast and i mean he's a pro player so he thought of it he wastes my volcanic island and i'm like float a red and he's like go to combat i'm like yeah <laughs> he's like main phase two i'm like yeah jace the mind sculptor i'm like <laughs> and that was kind of that um game kind of stumbled away from me at that point um and then we were going in, we were shuffling up and about to present for game three when I was informed that the round was over. Uh, so that was we, Chris's fault, not mine. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that's how. That's my story. Yeah, it's your story. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's um, my I, fault though. Because I lost. lost. I lost to to start pretty fast. <laughs> Those games were, yeah. So we just kind of shook hands. That was that. Um, so I get to say, you know, who knows how game three would have got. I could have won against a, a Hall of Famer. You know, I've already I've already beat Chris Picula pretty pretty well. So, you know, my, my uh, lifetime record against pros is still yeah, you've positive. You've been living on that one for a while. So oh, I know. Since since too. Vegas, I was, I've been, yeah. I've been, I've, it's been uh, inflating my ego since Vegas. And now I got a, a little bit more air in the tank to pull me through till yeah. maybe GP Seattle I'll beat another pro. Yeah, well, it's like my LSV story that I've been telling for 20 years, so... <laughs> I get it. <laughs> when you're 47, you're going to be telling that that those two stories. Oh, great! And we're going to be really sick of it. Yeah, I'm going to be like 60 something, and I'm going to be really, really <laughs> sick of it. So, uh, so was that, and then I immediately played against uh, a very similar deck the next round. It was uh, the same deck but with white, and now they have Stoneforge Mystics, which took another must answer. Um, uh, beat that deck. I've only been on the drop until this point, mind you. <laughs> Not won a die roll. Um, and uh, I beat them. And then I play against Elves round four, which I feel is like a pretty bad matchup. I have a hard time playing against Elves. I don't think the deck's like necessarily favorite either. So I'm like, Chris, like, a little help? Like, you play Elves? Like, what do, you know? <laughs> what are my, like, optimal interaction points here? Um, I don't know. The deck just feels like, you know, you have, like, 
you can have like infinite removal and they just like don't care they just like do whatever the hell they want like ah i'm gonna play a billion lands ah i'm gonna draw a billion cards and play a billion dudes fuck you i do whatever the hell i want like <laughs> doesn't even feel like they're like playing by the rules of magic they're just like throwing cards at you it's like not actually what's happening but this is what it feels yeah, from, like from playing the outside this is untrue yeah it's what it feels like it's like i just i sit here while you throw cards at me is what it feels like <laughs> Um, so I lost pretty quick. This is like, I was finally on the play too, and I just got O2 crushed. I'm like, wah, wah, wah. Uh, and then round five. This deck was foiled out. Yeah, yeah, you know, foils. Just like extra power, right? Can't, can't beat the foils. <laughs> My cards are only signed, you know. Strictly worse on the, um, the pimp tiering. <laughs> uh, strictly better, you mean. Exactly, right? Yeah. So much harder. Like, oh, anyone can just buy foils. You gotta like. Yeah, anybody can just go buy a foil Tarmogoyf. It takes dedication to not have Tarmogoyfs for months on end to get them signed. <laughs> yeah, I had my Tarmogoyfs like gone for like over half a year. <laughs> it takes dedication to borrow your friend's cards for months on end. Hey, I only borrowed. Decks. I only borrowed Tarmogoyfs like twice <laughs> from from other Mike. Um, but yeah. You sent me some random messages. Can I borrow an X? Yeah. Because mine are gone. <laughs> like, it's always because mine are in the mail. Mine yeah. are being signed. Yeah. yeah. It's like, John, do you think... have these cards? Like, I do, but they're getting signed. Like, like yeah. I said, dedication. <laughs> well, or and relying on your friends. It's more than just dedication. Yeah. You're not here for him to constantly ask you for cards. Oh, okay. I'll remember that next time you ask to borrow something. What was that? Okay, you oh, by the way, what was that you needed this Friday? By the way, can I borrow your death shadows on Friday? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I played against uh, Checkpile again. I'm like, ah, oh, Checkpile again. So unfortunate. Um, beat him on the draw. <laughs> Excellent. That was the uh, that was the round where I had the uh, the wasteland wasteland forcible forcible days hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like I don't want to mull to like I don't want to mull again against Checkfile like uh this feels so bad so um yeah beat him anyways doesn't matter I played your record against Checkfile was pretty good yeah I beat that's it. not favored right no not at all I think it's like a thirty seventy twenty five seventy five matchup in their favor probably I don't know maybe I'm overestimating it but. Uh, what I put this, I put this against it online. It was like really, really common online for a while. I was playing Blue Red Delver at the time, but man, like that deck is so hard to beat. Like, um, Crixus is probably worse than Blue Red too, because Blue Red just gets to like cheese him out with uh, Price of Progress, like easy, easy win. Um, so I don't know. Uh, it felt pretty good. I think I like figured out a little bit about the matchup that made made me favorite against. I think both seemed like. I don't know, less versed in the matchup, a little bit like they didn't know exactly what they wanted to do. I don't know. Um, so that went well. And I put against like the most confused Grixis Delver player, apparently. <laughs> um, it's like, looks over, his opponent asks him after like game one, like, oh, what, what's your opponent on? And he says, what did he say, Chris? He's like, I think he's like on... Bug Delver? He's like, I think he's on Bug Delver. It was like, it's like turn one or two of game two. And he's like, I think he's on Bug Delver. And, like, I think I have, like, a Volcanic Island in play. And his teammate kind of, like, looks over my board. And he's like, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, no, no. I mean, he's on, he's on, he's on Teamer Delver. And I'm like, what? <laughs> wow. Okay. And then, and then he, like, thinks for, like, a few more seconds. While I'm, like, sitting there waiting for their conversation to end. And he's like, no, actually, he's on, he's on Grixis, I think. I think he's on Grixis. Like, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Winner, winner. Winner, winner. What lanes did you ever play? I had, like, a mechanic guy. This is game two, though. Like, oh. Like, I don't know. Like, I think he saw everything he needed to see. Like, all the tools were at his disposal. Weird. <laughs> I don't know what was going on in his mind. Just not paying attention. It's like how I've been calling Lantern Amulet literally every single time it's come up this podcast. <laughs> like, just, I don't know. Just not paying attention. Replacement effect. <laughs> Oh yeah, the uh, the best play of the whole weekend was I uh, I really needed a second cryptic serpent to get signed because I couldn't find oh, my God. second one. <laughs> None of the vendors had them because the card is trash, um, and they're like trying to sell legacy staples and crap to people. So I was like, oh, all the prize walls sold out. Everyone's just getting standard packs. Let's go find people cracking a monkette packs. 
walk up to this like four guys with each with a huge pile of Amonkhet booster scraps in front of them. They're all like sorting through big piles of cards, and I'm like, I'll give any of you guys a dollar if you have a cryptic serpent for me. And they all start like like looking through their stack of cards as quick as possible. One guy's like, ah, I got one. I'm like, ah, here, have a dollar. And then a judge like immediately walks up behind us. And he's yeah. like, you guess what I'm going to say, right? And I'm like, am I really going to get in trouble for, like, spending, like, buying a card off someone for a dollar right now? Is that, like, really what's going to happen? And he's actually, like, getting on these guys to make sure they don't, like, leave garbage all over the table. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, like, super scared he was going to, like, kick me out or some garbage for, like, offering a dollar for a crap uncommon, like, as a joke more than anything. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. That would have been hilarious. I was like, are you serious right now? Like, this is how we're going to end the weekend. I don't think he actually saw that. <laughs> I think he was just worried these guys were going to leave garbage all over the table. <laughs> That's funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of scared for a second. <laughs> Especially the way he let, like, he let in. Because <laughs> it's like their whole new rule, right? Like, oh, you're not supposed to like be doing this crap at GPs. I, like, I guess you've not been supposed to sell stuff for cash for a long time, but they're like clearly cracking down on this type of behavior. Man, I remember the first GP I went to, I saw somebody like slide somebody a deck box. The person put the deck box underneath the table, put the deck box back on top of the table, and slid it back across the table. <laughs> and I'm just like, what just happened? Uh, oh, he just received money. Okay, I see uh, what's going on. A transaction has transpired. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like a bad drug deal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing uh, to see here, Ossifer. <laughs> anyways, um... <laughs> Uh, just a quick recap of SCG Columbus, because we said we were going to get to it. Um, the top eight was Jeskai Control, Jeskai Control, Blue Red, Storm, Gifts, Gift Storm, uh, Grixis Death Shadow, Green White Company, Blue Moon, Humans, and Scred Red um, wow. as the top eight. Pretty interesting. Um, the fact that you can see like Scred Red still top eighting and Blue Moon in there just being cool. Uh, this version did in fact run the Kiki Jiki Pestermite Deceiver combo, um, which I think that's probably just going to be the standard Blue Moon deck at this point. Um, why not Swans? Why well, not Trollic, Swans? Trollic did swans? complain after this weekend that there are too many modern decks out there. Yeah, that's the thing he did. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, he was posting about, uh, I think he's going to write an article or something about how uh, he thinks modern is, like, in the best place it's ever been. I think he might have said, like, any format ever, actually. Yeah, he, he but like, he think, quote, this is the best format in history. But also, like, miserable to play as a pro. <laughs> yeah, like, impossible to play as a pro, yeah. Yeah, which I think I think that argument actually has, like, a lot of weight to it. It is really hard. Because, like, isn't being a pro player all about, like, the metagaming, like... I guess. Like, like I don't know. I feel like that's a skill a lot of these guys have is like being ahead of the meta game. Like obviously they're yeah, good, they're like, good players, if a, but if it's a pro format, then it's like, like you're already gonna know the meta game, right? Because everybody has like an inkling of what everybody's gonna be playing through like whispers and rumors, and then like the one like maybe one player comes with a total surprise deck. I don't know. I heard how there's a lot of burn of the top tables in modern. Yeah, and maybe his angle is just that like decks like burn are actually like what you should be doing and that's not fun because those decks are awful <laughs> maybe maybe I, like i think being awful, a pro player miserable. to play i mean i like to play they're just miserable to play for both people right i mean some people like that but and that's fine but like when the like the real like plus ev choice is to be playing burn or like lantern which i've heard a lot of other people say is like you know lantern is like secretly like one of the top three decks in modern that pe- people just don't play it because they fucking hate it um that's the true case for like hardcore competitive gameplay in modern that is like a bad place to be for a competitive format but if you leave it alone and let people just like do their thing and everyone's playing sweet decks and having fun that's like great so i can kind of i can i'm not sure obviously he hasn't like released the article yet but i can i can kind of see where he's coming from yeah i don't know i think being a pro player you should be extremely well-rounded and be able to play against anything and that should be the determination of whether or not you're a good player or not. And I don't think I don't know if it's necessarily. I mean, it's the op, the opposite of the the meta game argument, right? Which is you should be good enough to play anything in the field and win. It's hard so, in a format like modern. It's really yeah, hard. It is. 
That's what makes Modern so interesting every week, in and out, is that you never know what... I mean, we always talk about how messed up our meta is here in town, but it's... It's pretty wonky everywhere. It's like that everywhere, and that's what makes Modern cool. I don't know. It's not made any less wonky by us, you know... (laughs) Playing random shit every fucking week. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Ojitai. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, Chris and yeah, I. Yeah, I think I think I agree with Mike. I think the the reason like calling yourself a pro isn't like I can metagame the room hella good. It's I can play better than everybody else. Like I can pick up this pile of sixty, uh, this pile of seventy five that's just jank, and still beat everybody. Because you're better than everybody else. Yeah. You know? I don't know. I guess I, I guess I can see the argument from both sides. Yeah. And I, I see the argument for the other side. I just think that, you know, uh, okay, I'm going to sound like an old guy. But, you know, going into the original Pro Tours and things like that, we had no idea. What, there was no internet to check to net deck. You had no idea. You would go with what was good in your area and you would go and play that. But at that and, point, you were just, like, better at building decks than other people. Or you had well, it was a money game too. You had the cards, right? Yeah. You had to have the money to have the cards, the good cards. Um, you know, if you were lucky, you would maybe see something interesting in some magazine. You know, there were two publications that were monthly, um, and we would get after Paris happened. I mean, we got a phone call that was like, "Buy all these cards." The guys that went called us from Paris and said, "Buy these up because this deck is amazing," and that's what made it you know, interesting. I think the internet kind of ruins things sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I think it did bad things to Magic. I think that's a big part of, like, Wizards is, like, still stuck in this mentality of trying to, like, keep a clamp on all their metagame data. Like, they're, like, still living in this. Like, they're trying to keep things in the past, but instead of, like, keeping it how it was, they just, like, make everybody miserable. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, moving on to uh, wrapping this up with our slot of the week where we tell you what we are excited to put in our 75. Mike, let's start with you. So either I'm going to borrow John's Death Shadows. Uh-uh. And I realized <laughs> the other day uh, when I borrowed his deck to just mess around in the lobby with Chris that I have all of those cards. Except, except for the most for, important one. <laughs> except for the most important one, hence the name of the deck, the Death's Shadow. So Hey, you want to borrow my shadows? They're not signed. No. Spoilers, I, I only have three. Yeah, no, I want to borrow John's. <laughs> John's are signed. The, 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 they, they play better. Uh-huh. Um, or I might, I've been also thinking about bringing Slivers back, because it's been a, about a year and a half since I played the deck. Play, two years. Play the new list, the really aggressive one. The deck looks sweet. Yeah, and... Uh, people in this podcast were telling me that I can't play it and win, so I want to prove them wrong. Did we? Uh, one of you said something. I'm pretty sure it was you or Chris. Hmm. I mean, I think it might have been... I think it was you. Actually, John. Yeah, John's that, a big hater here. Oh, yeah. yeah That's me, yeah. Mr. Hater. Um, now, Slow is just sweet. Yeah, so I, I need to pick up a couple of those uh, those new lands, and uh, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jam that here pretty soon. If I don't do it this week, I'm going to do it next week. Sweet. John, what about you? Uh, I think I want to run back the old Chalice of the Void. I got a, I got a little taste. First hit was free. Uh, <laughs> crawling, back, crawling back to Chris for more. I got, I got to get some more of that deck, man. You got, you got that deck for me? I need some Chalice. So, got any more spaghetti? Yeah, I was still going to like, Chalice some fools with FNM. I only got to play like two real rounds <laughs> with the deck, and they were like, the sideboard guide I wrote was completely irrelevant. None of the three decks I played were on the sideboard guide. So uh, I kind of want to take it to FNM and just, like, ranch some people. <laughs> Sounds really entertaining, honestly. Solid. Uh, yeah, the deck has a lot more play to it than you think it is. Yeah. You, you feel like it's all it's such some stupid all-in chalice deck or whatever. But then you play the deck in long games, you're like, I'm actually, like, playing a real deck. It- kind of. <laughs> Post board against a creature deck, it plays kind of like Jund, which is bizarre. <laughs> How about you, Chris? What's your salt of the week? Well, um, 
Unless I play some other atrociously uh, spicy pile. Um, I'm currently planning to just play the one card that I purchased at GP Santa Clara, and that was a original printing foil Celestia Sanctuary. Um, soul lands, all the soul lands. Yeah, so if, unless I come up with something uh, extra spicy, I'm just gonna play some play some amulet or something. Just I don't think people respect the deck at all, and I just like you know skilling on fools who don't respect. We're gonna get paired again if that happens. You do know that, right? Yeah, and I'll teach you a lesson again. We <laughs> gonna teach you. I better just, learn. I'll bring, you. I'll bring my blood moons. <laughs> Saying spirit guide cast blood moon. Hey, when are you guys gonna play that uh that living end deck? Never. Kidding me? Ugh. Mono blue living end? Why? Living end is like forty dollars now. Not interested. It's so good. Not interested. Whatever. I hate ancestral visions. That card is fucking garbo. Yeah, everyone knows it's the inferior Teloria West deck. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. What about you, Steven? What are you What are you gonna play? Uh, so I'm planning on playing some Dark Confidant, uh, and then I will be revisiting the the card that I mentioned like three weeks ago that I never ended up playing, which was Claim to Fame. Uh, I will be putting those in Jund and taking them for a spin, seeing how they do. Uh, my meta has been like super grindy lately, and I feel like my best odds at winning grindy games are with Jund. So here we are playing Jund. Probably gonna play Affinity too. Is claim, is claim two or less or three or less? Two or less. Two or less. Oh, you can't claim back a Rebel Master. No, I wish I could. There's so oh. many times I've wanted to. That'd be great. Seems really dope. <laughs> Uh, but you know what? Bringing back a a dark confidant is, I'll take it. It's, it's sweet for one mana, and then this like give my voice like too. plus two in haste for whatever reason, for like for no reason whatsoever. Uh, but yeah, that's that. All, that wraps us up for this week. Thank you for checking us out and sticking out to the very end. If you're wondering where you can check us out, you can head over to mtgconflicts.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube under the same name, mtgconflux, one word. And if you have any suggestions or comments that you'd like us to read, please feel free to email us at themtgconflicts at gmail.com. Again, we really do appreciate you sticking around. We hope you'll join us in the next one. Later. Later.